2: Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. A podcast that doesn't need a reason to review movies. We need a reason not to. It's Sifpa. <laughs> Welcome to Sip Pop Weekly, streaming live most Saturday mornings, or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks. I'm a Thomas. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he's smarter than a beaver. It's Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Just barely. Ahoy! (laughs) Each week, we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. He looks like every white homeless man I've ever seen. It's Ian Whittington, everyone! Wow. <laughs> On
3: any other occasion, it would be an absolute joy to be compared to Brad Pitt. But
2: thanks, <laughs> is it the beard? What is it? Oh, I've been, I've been relishing delivering that one all day long. Oh, I, uh, bet. God. I mean, Thank you yeah. so much. Uh, Ian has given me permission in my oh, life no. to kind of you know, uh rib him as a friend because that's oh, his, that's like kinda his love language, right? Yes. Like as in, in England, you know, it is tearing each other down is the definition of being being yes. friends. Absolutely. Ways, so. You you one hundred percent
4: oh so yes
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we are here to chat about a couple movies uh as reference bullet train in prey uh we're going to talk mm. about today and uh excited to talk about both of these films mm-hmm. uh we're also going to do best ever brad pitt how about that career guys um he's, he's been oh, yeah. in like Dude, one or two movies
3: wasn't, wasn't a lot to pull from i was really <laughs> yeah. struggling with this
2: one well, he's, he's new you know eventually he'll be <laughs> yeah. in some more stuff he'll be you in some know
5: i stuff. i hope he gets his big break <laughs>
2: yeah uh, <laughs> do do? then of course we'll do some uh some buried treasure uh as well towards the end but let's not delay let's get into these reviews let's kick it off by talking about bullet train
0: talk to me i am ready you're getting the new and improved me because if you put peace out in the world you get peace back Thank you might be forgetting what you do for a living take the gun every job I do, somebody dies I'm not that guy anymore some conflicts require a gun
2: hey, this is nice unlucky assassin Ladybug is determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs gone off the rails huh, I get it, off the rails Fate, however, has made other plans, as Ladybug's latest mission puts him on a collision course, I get it, with lethal advertisers, <laughs> lethal, <laughs> lethal advertisers, uh-huh, adversi- adversaries <laughs> from around the globe, all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train. Listen, I get I get uh, a little bit distracted by puns. You appreciate a good punnage. Um, bullet train, guys, what did you think? Uh, this is Brad Pitt, starring in this, um, also has some other people in it some of which maybe are spoilery cameos so I won't necessarily give those away <laughs> yeah, but, but they um, were okay. but they okay. were treasured yeah they were um, I uh, also Brian uh, Brian Tyree Henry I wanted to mention uh, yes. in this one um, and many others uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Byron, uh, Brian Tyree Henry were the ones I was thinking about mentioning in uh, Hiroyuki Sonata uh zazie beats uh all in the main cast michael shannon coming in as the mm-hmm. villain so uh, what did you guys think did you like it love it dislike it hated it, or it was just okay kick us off ian i liked it just uh, really liked it right dead center of the tracks middle
3: of the tracks yeah like i okay. you're not
5: quite touching the third rail of love but. <laughs> nope nope, no nope.
2: andrew what about you liked it loved it disliked it hated it or it was just okay
5: I'm teetering on loved it and really liked it. I I would
2: have bet all the money I had in the world that you were in loved it on this one. Uh, This feels so much to me like uh, the oh, what's the movie you always talk about uh, loving?
5: The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly.
2: No, 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 no. no. It's um, is it Seven Seven Psychopaths or uh, oh, I do love Seven Psychopaths. Um, it's, it just has that feel of a lot of those movies that, that. It,
5: uh, it reminds me of, yeah, I, I know we're not really kind of into it, but it reminds me of like a Guy Ritchie, like Snatch sort of yes, thing. Yes, that's it. It's that's super it, yes. duper Guy
2: Ritchie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely kind of got that feel to it. I, I'm in the, I'm easy to say loved it. I had a really good time with this. Yeah. I, it's not like, oh, super duper loved it, gonna be in my top 10 at the end of the year, but it might sure. be in my top 20. It might, um, mm-hmm. I, I had a really fun time with it. Now, I will start off by saying, I know for a fact part of this is because I went with my son. And that doesn't usually happen. Um, my, uh, wife was not feeling well that night. We were going to go together. I was like, I have this extra ticket. Why don't you come hang out? And we hadn't done that in a while. And it was really cool to go see a movie with him. And I know now that he's older and he's enjoying, you know, more adult like content like this, it's kind of fun for us to sit there together and kind of have those, Action moments, those laughs, whatever. So I know psychologically I was in a place where I was mm-hmm. preset to enjoy this um, you know, more often maybe than I would uh otherwise. But even beyond that, I really as I started to critically think about it, thought, no, I just really had a I think there's just a yeah. lot of fun to be had here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and so I had a really, really good time. Um I guess Can I'll I do pick,
5: a quick aside real quick? Yeah, go for a it. quick one. Uh one of our gurus almost met you in person the other day aaron oh really yeah at alamo you were just heading into the theater but they were walking into another one so oh. yeah, rope they hadn't been a guru in a very long time but roper met oh, roper oh roper
2: was there okay yeah yeah, yeah. So. there was there was was did did he see me yeah okay i think i saw him I was like there was somebody this this will happen to you sometimes and it's you know it's it's one of those weird things but I was walking down the hallway and I look there was somebody to my left and somebody at a distance in the like uh, you know the like the dining area there in the, mm, the, the yeah. theater like what like put a hand up like waved and yeah. I was 100% sure they were waving to the person to my left. Because I couldn't even see. Like, it was kind of dark. I couldn't even see who it was. I yeah. wonder if that was him. I wonder if... Uh, Everyone's just, just going
3: to think you're ignorant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said that he
5: felt uh, jilted that you snubbed him and that you just... Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh, no. Oh, no. He... <laughs> but uh, I, I, I figured you find that interesting. But uh, Bullet Train. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, Let's start with
2: Brad Pitt's performance, uh, which, you know, Brad Pitt is always going to be a little bit of Brad Pitt, but it's not like he can't kind of turn that dial, you know, to different places. And I think what he's doing here is interesting. I don't think it's, you know, straight down the line. I think there's a a level of franticness um, that he's playing into, like a comedic franticness that I'm not Mm -hmm. used to seeing. At times, maybe even a little too much. Like, there were a couple moments where I was like, maybe dial that back a little bit, but overall I had, I had fun with his performance. What did you guys think about, uh, about his performance and some of the other performances in this? Uh,
5: his performance I really, really liked. I thought it was a lot of fun. You know, his, uh, his inability to find his own zen because of everything that's going on around him that he blames on luck. And, uh, that's one of the things I, I think that, as I was watching like that's the thing Aaron's going to like really hold on to is like this this uh, uh kind of dichotomy between luck and fate. Oh, we will get there. It is yeah. it is
2: the reason that I'm it's easy for me to say I love this movie. Oh, believe me, yeah. I will talk about the messages <laughs> and the themes in this movie cuz yeah. they're incredible.
5: But you know me, I talk about performances, and there are no two performances in this movie that I loved more than Aaron Taylor-Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry. The Mm -hmm. chemistry between those two is remarkably good. It's Mm -hmm. stellar. Like uh, Them going back and forth was easily, for me, the best part of the movie. Yeah. Ian, what about you? This is one of those occasions where
3: I'm going to sound like I hated this movie, just because (laughs) I didn't like it as much as you did. We've all been there, buddy. We've um, all been there. I, I had a great time. I had a really, really good time. But for me, just to get my negatives out of the way really quick, some of the the guy Ritchie lock, stock, snatch humor had me eye rolling and taking me out of the movie, as opposed to adding layers to it and adding something enjoyable. It was I could almost see the writers writing the words and writing the asides and the cutaways. And it just took me out of the movie so so much. Like um it was mainly the stuff between um between tangerine and lemon. Like the Thomas the Tank stuff and
1: one of the best parts of the movie! Okay,
3: by the end of the movie it totally makes
2: sense it works but it's to off begin off with payoff 101 man yeah, like it, i it know works.
5: i know the, the fact, fact that everybody Tom on Allen the train Allen. has some kind of grounded knowledge of thomas the tank <laughs> just unreal <laughs> so gr- it's glorious
3: apart from the english um lady that didn't just called it the wrong thing and it's like you're english how do you not anyway um, <laughs> but no, over, like, that's, that was my only negative. Is some of those overly stylized asides and some of the, the water bottle and the, the suicide captions that, suicide squad captions that came in. I was like, Oh, okay. I'm done now. But okay. other than that, like, I really enjoyed the ride. Like, this is my favorite type of Brad Pitt where he's whimsical, playful, insecure, not necessarily the, the Tom Cruise style character that we're expecting. I much prefer him being a bit down on himself like this. Yeah, Yeah. less sure of himself. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, And eventually I did like the, the playoff between Tangerine and Lemon, but to begin with, I just, it's the first half of the movie. Just, eh, second half. I'm like, I'm here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, they
2: need had a rewatch. I may may need a rewatch. I may do. you know it's in from line one i i'm not saying you can't watch this movie and roll your eyes because absolutely mm-hmm. especially if you get tweaked early this movie is going to feel overwrought right like it's one of those that movies that just it feel it, it, if you're in that mode of seeing it this way it can feel so manufactured right because um, i was
3: like completely opposite <clears> to you i was in a bad mood i was in a terrible terrible mood when i went in to watch this movie Mm -hmm. and i think i did get tweaked by the ah, none of this is original at all it's all over stylized crap but Mm -hmm. i did let myself i think that's why i couldn't get away from the fact that i was still having a good time by the end of it so i was like wow i must like this because it's (laughs) turned me round."
2: yeah yeah it is it It has. It's. It's also that you're never bored, right? And that that to me is one of those things when even if you do roll your eyes, some you're kind of on to the next thing pretty quickly. And Mm. there's there is not a shortage of set pieces in this movie. There are so many fights in set pieces and big moments, well
3: choreographed as well, like watchable, not jump cutty, and some of the. Some of them are just outright hilarious, like the flying into the big anime character cushion thing. Mm-hmm. I
2: won't spoil anything else; just had me rolling. Although, so oh, I, I, since, since you mentioned it, can I just ask you guys? I cannot in my brain figure out how I'm how I missed what happens here. But this this character is at the f- the front of a very fast moving vehicle. Okay. Yes. Yep. A crash happens Yes. that at least slows down said vehicle. And since said character
5: goes the opposite backwards. way. Oh, no, he, should, he
2: should go forward. Yeah, he should go forward. Well, so I'm just, I'm trying to think in my mind when I'm watching this, I'm going, okay, that is so clearly the opposite of what should happen mm-hmm. with, yeah. you know, how inertia works. Yes. That I must have missed something. Did I not miss something? It's just wrong. No, I think it's, no, it's they just wrong. Up. They I think screwed it's
3: just, up. It's wrong. Or there was an explosion that pushed him backwards which counteracted something. That's what I
2: was thinking. I was like, inertia. did I miss did I miss some sort of counterforce that well, they tried to put in there? the
3: problem is that counterforce would have ripped his insides out. <laughs> like to counteract
4: <laughs> the inertia
3: of the train, he would be dead. But there we go. Yeah. Yeah. No,
5: cuz I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh man, this looks cool. Wait why is it, it that way, way <laughs> yeah but he should Yeah, isn't you know, he I have the exact object same in thought motion
3: that should be staying in motion right now <laughs> yes
5: exactly I didn't uh. know if there was some kind of like metaphorical theme behind it or if it was just a goof I'm gonna land on it was a goof
2: mm-hmm. I in and clearly somebody knew like there's no way they got to like the theater and were like wait a second <laughs> that's not how inertia works <laughs> Yeah. uh one of the things i like and this will start this will start to kind of creep me into the themes of this movie mm. um and how intricate they are but um but I think will keep us more on kind of the plotting of it this ha- movie has so many characters and so much going on to I I never, when, maybe this is one of your your negatives, but I felt like the movie did a really good job of finding its way when it was time. Like, when it was time for me to understand something, I understood it. Mm-hmm. I never felt confused in a way where the movie uh thought I understood something. Does that make sense? I was confused. Yeah. I but I think I was confused at points where the movie's like, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to be confused right yeah, now. Okay. We'll get there. Yeah. yeah um kind of thing my
5: th- my thoughts on it were and this is honestly my only negative is I understand everybody's role as to why they are on this train I was never confused to like overlapping stories or right. confrontations I was never confused by any of that but I did think that there was like maybe one or two too many characters and some characters were introduced to and boom they're gone mm-hmm. you know yes. And, that that makes it interesting because you never know like who's safe, like who am I going to get introduced to, and mm-hmm. then they're then they're dead. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, there, there's a lot going on here, and it's a minor negative because I I, I it wasn't confusing. It it just felt like a little much at sometimes.
3: Mm-hmm. I think we're exactly as confused as Brad Pitt's character is throughout mm-hmm. the movie, and. It's, 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 he's barely the protagonist. He's just in the environment and things are happening to him. But he's a pinball. Yeah, he's absolutely a pinball. And I think that we are, we are being pinballed around the movie at the same time. But I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Aaron, with why I enjoyed it is that you never get bored. And I think there's actually just the right amount of overlapping stories and weird plot things. And oh, he was behind it. Somebody was behind it all along that kept me in the mystery as well um somehow i mean i don't know the formula to get that balance right (laughs) and i think if anybody does they're lying because i think there's just (laughs) a little bit of good luck that comes behind that but yeah it's something that that i definitely enjoyed
2: yeah i i also and i'll go ahead and in and wait a little bit uh, deeper into this this movie takes every coincidence convenience that every action movie like this needs and turns Mm -hmm. the bug into the feature And that to me is genius because this is a movie about luck. This is a movie about what chance is, right? And what that means. So most action movies, they either hang a lantern on it where it's like, look at this ridiculous thing. Can't believe it's a ridiculous thing. Yeah. Or they try to ignore it and, and make it, you know, kind of subtle enough that you don't really think about, wait a second. How did, I mean, how likely, how convenient is it that this person is right here, right now? And this movie goes, that's the point. Mm-hmm. That is the point, that is the whole point, point. and go ahead and talk all about it, because every single thing you find that's a convenience is exactly the point we're making, and that's I pretty was, fun! I was so mad at the
3: film, the very, very final, last, last convenience mm-hmm. that gets revealed, I was so mad, because I was like, ha, didn't explain that one, did you? And then,
2: <laughs> oh, they explained it. And so you know what you're doing, and that's, yeah, I like it, I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. And it's, it's wild. Like, I'm, I'm super excited to watch this again. Not just because I think it's fun. It'll be a fun, wa- a fun rewatch, mm. but also because I know there is stuff I missed in that realm. You know, the mm-hmm. idea of, because things will just come back to me and I'll be like, oh, that's the whole point is that, you know, this, the reason this plot moment happens this way. Is because of this idea of chance or this idea mm-hmm. of free will or, you know, what that means. And, um, man, and it's, and it's not a, f- it's, it's also not afraid to approach that both negatively and, and positively. Not every random convenience is a positive thing in this movie. In fact, some right. of them are, are terrible and traumatic, but it, yeah. but, it, but they're all, you know, chance and convenience. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah.
3: Oh man, they're all where. There are two characters that think they're talking about the same thing, but they aren't. Which oh, is just so beautifully dumb. So <laughs> good.
5: Yeah, I'm interested to rewatch this one because I am a fan of like rewatching films and having that knowledge to where where a movie like this I think really shines. Like, because we as the audience are like Ian said, we're experiencing and gathering knowledge just as Brad Pitt is. Mm-hmm. Like, he is kind of us. Like mentally, like we're finding out everything the same time he is, but it, I think it would be interesting to go back and watch it and having all this knowledge now and focusing on like stuff that's going on in the background that maybe I'll pick up on stuff yeah. like, Oh, okay, so that's how this got to here, and now I know to look for it. So, mm-hmm. what
2: is, uh, what are some of the things? Um, in this movie that you think are fresh, is there anything about this movie that feels new to you that feels different? Cause I, Ian, you mentioned I've seen this before, mm-hmm. you know, the hyper stylized thing, that kind of thing. What about this movie is, Oh, that's bullet train, not something that's necessarily known somewhere else. I don't,
3: I don't know that there specifically is, but it's doing everything well. So whereas it's easy to do all of these things than these cliches and have a schlocky movie that just comes out makes some money and disappears this really puts some effort into doing them really really well like just the the plot of the overlapping bad guys plans and the the action the choreography the single location stuff i don't think there is anything that's super unique here other than perhaps using luck as a character but even that's been done before but it's just executed really really well it's just really fun
5: i mean david Leach did deadpool 2 and the character domino is literally a character yeah, whose absolutely. superpower is luck there's so, quite a lot of
3: deadpool in this
5: there is especially you know falling into a plushie is ex- literally the exact <laughs> same oh, bit some of these from- scenes
3: absolutely yeah could have just been in in deadpool yeah
5: yeah um, uh, I I would say that it, there's nothing quite unique like that I can just pinpoint say that is bullet train, but everything that they pulled from they uh they pulled from a whole bunch of areas and they made it work like uh all the train cars kind of have their own personality kind of like a snowpiercer you know mm. uh all the characters are uh, wild and eccentric like what you would find in a guy Ritchie movie, um. It, the the neon kind of like a the lighting of Tokyo and as it transfers all the way out to Kyoto like it, there's there's something interesting with the way this movie goes from an area of pure technology to uh, an area that's rooted in history and the preservation of culture and stuff like that I'm mm-hmm. sure there's something there that I I just can't read into but uh I'd like to know what it was.
2: There are a couple, th- there are a couple things that I don't know that I've seen exactly this way before. Um, one of them is the conceit that, uh, there's a stop for one minute every so often. And the movie uses this conceit really, really well, where it's <laughs> like, you know, like there's it, what it does. What's really interesting is it, it provides a momentum to the story that's really interesting because it has these built in like chapter points. You know, on the stops and it's like, okay, especially because we know that part of the goal of our main protagonist is to take advantage of each of these, you know, one minute stops mm-hmm. or whatever, or he's trying to do something uh during each of these one minute stops. Um So I found, I found that part of it mm-hmm. really, really interesting.
3: And some of the funniest bits are just the reluctance when some of them have to reboard a train that they have. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. They are happily leaving and are just really? like, Well, I guess I gotta get back on. Yeah. But every single time it felt organic. It felt like how are they get like now that he has the thing that he needs, why doesn't he just walk away? And I believed every single time that he why was unable why he was unable to leave the train.
5: Yeah. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. There's a it, weekend at Bernie's bit in this that is just brilliant.
2: It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> the other part <laughs> that I don't know I've seen anything specifically like uh in this kind of thing is the idea that there is the movie also turns a bug into a feature because there is something you ask when you watch a movie like this is what what, what about all the collateral right like this is a train where there's a lot of people on and this movie actually addresses why mm-hmm. there's less collateral yeah. as the movie progresses and I thought that yeah. was really smart like Really it interesting.
3: Is, I am, it's, there are two tropes that I am done, 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 finished, done with. It's explaining collateral damage, which I am just, I'm <laughs> fed up <laughs> of doing it. I just, it, ever since Man of Steel, we've seen this just get worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Right. The other one, and I almost launched my remote at the TV when I started watching Only Murders in the Building, because it's this two months ago thing. And I just, I'm done with it. I don't need you to jump me into the action and then two weeks earlier or two months previously me. And there's so much. res. I'm yeah. just so done with it. As, especially with, this isn't the only murders in the building show, but especially with that. Because I was like, didn't have some confidence. Just start your show where you start your show.
4: So I'm
2: forgetting
5: when your storytelling a rarity res? now.
3: No, it didn't start, but it has these cuts backwards and... Well,
2: cuts runs. back... I mean, I flashbacks know. are Just... different than in in Medias Res. In Medias Res is literally starting your movie with, mm-hmm. I bet you're wondering how I got here kind of stuff. You but know, there were like, some
3: of those littered throughout. There were too many for this grumpy man. I wanted to stay so on the you're to,
2: What you're talking about is a nonlinear timeline. What you're talking about yes. is nonlinear yeah. storytelling. And a little bit too is, much of that. that is, this, it's very fiction right like it's mm-hmm. it's very which is kind of the movie that really put non-linear storytelling yeah. front and center and said yeah. you know um this you would can not make, it make sense, sense as said, you're watching yeah, yeah right yeah yeah and there is a little bit of that here for sure um mm-hmm. more than just flashbacks so yeah i get it I get it what else we haven't heard a ton of negatives i, I think i've heard a negative from both of you was there anything else that you know kind of kept you from being over the moon about this yeah, you, you
3: wasted, um, sorry for the name pronunciation, Massey Oka, um, hero from Heroes. Um, just don't do that. Oh, it. yeah. Really <laughs> wasted. Like, like why I, is he I was even surpre- there? It was
2: the, it, it was the one part of the movie where I was like, you didn't pay that off at all. No, and I, like, I was guessing who is he gonna be? Which one something of these murderers is he gonna yeah, be? Something and had to be cut. Carrie is in
5: this too, you know, and you're like, she's so wasted and it made me mad. Because as soon as I saw her, I'm like, oh, please be somebody I can, you know, root for or, you know, have a vested interest in. And they're background characters. Well, yeah, but, so Karen,
2: but Karen Fukuhara wasn't, like, the spotlight wasn't put on that character, really. Mm-hmm. It was it was part of a specific scene in a specific fun way, I thought. But the, the spotlight was, I, I felt like the movie said, pay attention, because... Yeah. It wasn't because it wasn't the one thing, it it there was a callback. Like it brought it back once, and I was like, Okay, mm-hmm. you've brought it back, so now you're gonna pay it off with the third time. And there was especially, just nothing,
3: especially with the conductor who can be everywhere at once. Like he is perfectly poised to mm-hmm. have access to places that no one else does. Um yeah, it's bizarre, I feel like it's something's almost missing. Like he was he just happened to be in the area and I was like, Oh hey, do you wanna come on set for for a day? Um mm-hmm. it's yeah, so disappointing. Yeah.
2: Uh, other negatives?
5: Not really.
2: I mean, maybe I did love it. I can't think of it.
5: <laughs> it's a bit Maybe long. Did, it, did a... it just not go to that next level for you, Ian? I think it was yeah. in a bad
3: mood. I think I, I was in a bad mood, and as a rule, like, the the Guy Ritchie style of movies, I love The Gentleman. Like, that I'll watch ten times a day. But yeah. the lock stock and the snatches and that kind of... this The cockney backwards and forwards banter... Does my nut in, and maybe that is a culture cultural thing. Maybe I've just grown up with it too much. But that, um, oh yeah, tangerine. Yeah, it's not very good, is it? Yeah, no, it should be a lemon. Why well, a lemon isn't very professional. It's like, it, oh, it's a fruit. Yeah, do you mean like the fruit? That I did love everybody's whole code names. Fruit joke just was lost. Ladybug. Was like, can we move this along? Ladybug makes perfect sense, especially that. Oh, I don't know if that's a spoiler, but the switch of the explanation that ladybugs mm-hmm. are. Yeah they absorb the yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah the, the tangerine fruit jokes i was like you're just i not laughing this you make this movie for me make me laugh
2: <laughs> they were so fun together though i did laugh no. i did laugh at a lot of that stuff easily I, is, they're easily i, the I best found part their banter the to be, be really fun mm-hmm. but it maybe, didn't hit me yeah maybe maybe if i was on the other side of the pond i'd i'd be sick of it as well it's, it's done so much it's
3: I, yeah. it's most likely done more it's it's 100% done more over here
2: yeah yeah uh, I will say, uh, Hiroyuka Sonata, the elder, um, mm-hmm. does at time feel like he's in a different movie than everybody else? But it,
3: Isn't that the point? I, I, I think guess, it is. I think especially it is. when it got to the end and he was like, let me tell you a story. No,
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, be sure. Please.
3: No, no, I'm, I'm good. good. I'm yeah. going to tell you a story. I, I think it was deliberate. Yeah,
2: I think you're right. I think you're right. And I didn't, uh, I didn't buy into the Michael Shannon stuff. That was that was no. my only real negative was I I I just didn't buy him as that character and no. I don't know I don't know why but it just it didn't quite work for me and it was the one part that, that didn't quite work for me. I think he's yeah you're not alone that,
5: on that.
3: That seems like a cartoon. Everyone else acts like a cartoon but is somehow believable. He just mm-hmm. absolutely seems like a cartoon character.
5: Yeah, he has this whole Kaiser Sose thing going on this entire movie. Like everybody's terrified. Like he's the demon yeah I, and it just didn't i didn't buy that from that performance and man i love michael shannon but mm-hmm. I, I think it was just a uh a, a uh a, an instance of miscasting mm.
2: uh i thought joey king was great
5: joey, joey king was my next point she was incredible so good yeah. yeah yeah uh one final thing what do you got anybody got anything else they need to say there is a mid-credit scene, which i it's even weird calling Barely. it a mid-credit scene because it's like five seconds after the credits start.
3: It waited yeah. until I stood up to start. <laughs>
5: like I, was, I was like, you The, you the
3: projectionist
2: it. has a
5: button,
3: yes. and
2: they just wait for Ian.
3: Uh-huh, absolutely. Yeah. Just enough for me to embarrass myself and then reluctantly sit back down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Ian, did you have anything else you wanted to mention before we move on?
3: My my favorite, my favorite thing. Hey, Aaron, guess what was in the trailer? (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Don't do this to me. So, Sandra Uh, Bullock and Brad Pitt talking face-to-face is in the trailer. No, no,
2: it's not.
5: No, it's, that's a big, that's the big, that's the big final. Yeah, but it is. Why? I thought it was funny, Brad Pitt cameos (laughs) in a movie with two people and then said people decide well, to cameo. Well, this is my one
2: final thing. This is yeah. what I was going to say for my one final thing. cameos. I have a feeling that the Lost City and Bullet Train were filming near each other. Oh, uh, yeah. when Did they were think? when they were filming. Did yeah. You know. um, just have a just have a distinct feeling that yeah. uh that that was the case.
3: Nope, that's in that's in the trailer, my dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> Ian ruins everything <laughs> uh, No, apparently well, trailers, actually, trailers ruin, ruin everything, everything. Ruin not, That's not even a now. lie When Aaron, I'm I'm I need to on give show, you I the part of my
5: brain that forgets everything about trailers when I start watching the movie No, I rewatch them after I've
2: seen the film so I can be extra angry <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ian It's amazing Alright, let's move on to our next review Let's talk a little bit about Prey
4: Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't I saw a sign in
3: the sky. I'm ready. My oui.
4: There's something out there. I'm coming with you. You can't. I'm trying to protect you.
0: Protect me from what?
2: On the Great Plains in 1719, Neru, a fierce and highly skilled Comanche warrior, sets out to protect her people when an unknown danger threatens them. But the prey she's stalking turns out to be a highly evolved alien predator with a technically advanced arsenal. Is it an alien or a predator? Those are two different things.
5: Um. I think you mean, is it a xenomorph or a Yalta?
2: Yes, yes. it is a xenomorph or a Yalta. Uh, prey is on Hulu. Um, straight to Hulu, uh, not in theaters, directed uh, Disney by plus in England and Disney plus in England. Yes. Because that's how it works over there. <laughs> uh, directed by one of my favorite guys, Dan Trachtenberg, I, like one of those feel like yeah. he's a friend, but he's, I've never met him kind of people because I've watched him, uh, talk about For- movies. Yeah. For a long, long time, and uh, have enjoyed uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane uh, very, very much. One of my favorites uh, that he did. And he's done great episodes of Black Mirror, uh, has done some really great episodes of that. Also directed the uh, season premiere. uh, The series premiere of The Boys uh, was also being tracked in Berg. So he's doing good work, doing good work. What did you guys think about this? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Andrew, kick us off.
5: I can't believe I'm going to say this. I love
2: this movie.
5: I love this movie.
2: All right. Big love. Uh Ian, what about you?
5: Loved it. So good. <laughs>
2: so good. I Loved get to it. be the downer on this one. I get to be the one who sounds like they hate a movie that they liked. Uh yeah. I really like this movie. I'm not oh, putting on. it in love, but I yes, but do. You you do. Really you like love it. this movie.
5: Come <laughs> on. I'll convince you by the end. You Wait. Know well, movies. Here's you a quick movies. question and it's an important question. Which version of this movie did you guys watch? Well, I watched the English. Uh Yeah, so simply that because
2: sense. that was that is what is shot. Like the the Comanche dubbed. This is one of those interesting cases where the the dubbed is kind of more uh authentic. Authentic, right? Like it's it Mm -hmm. would feel more real, except for it's a dub, and so the performance I think is a little bit. The reason I like subs more than dubs, if I'm choosing, is because I like to hear the actual acting that takes place. Now, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I know if you know how movies are made, that many times you're not hearing the actual. You're hearing somebody redoing their lines in a in a studio. Like I know that happens. but for the most part, I think you get a better performance with the language that the actual actors were speaking in the moment. And so yeah. that's, yeah, that's why I went with the yeah.
5: English. Version. I've seen the movie uh three times now. and Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. Like I said, I love this movie. What I found interesting about watching the Comanche version with the dubbing is it made me realize how little you get close-ups on people when they're talking like you can have uh you know close-ups you know to show expressions and everything but like whenever there's a conversation it's normally like further away or they're like talking like uh, in profile and Mm -hmm. it makes it to where whenever the comanche is being dubbed in you can't really notice because you don't get that uh uh, that uncanny you know like lips mm -hmm. are talking but the 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 enunciations are matching up with the lips and stuff. So I thought I don't know if that was intentionally done that way, but if it was, that's very, very smart filmmaking.
2: Yeah, yeah.
5: Well, hey, you guys. I mean, you guys are over the moon for
2: this, so just talk on it. Like uh, I'm starting with a negative. Oh, well, okay, starting... fine. You can do that.
5: <laughs> I am livid. Absolutely livid. This was not in theaters.
3: Oh, that's my negative. Yes, yeah. <laughs>
2: 100%. This is like the person at the interview who's asked what their weakness is, and they're like, "Well, I, I care too I, much. I'm too nice to people." <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh-huh. This is not a negative of the film. Come on,
5: it is. It, okay, it's an it's a it's a negative of the uh what would you call it the uh, distribution of the film right. and the lack sure. of confidence yeah. that uh that the uh, parent company had in their property because as I'm watching this movie, I'm like. This screams to be, roars to be on the big screen, you know, like there are some, uh, I'll just say this right now. Some of the best choreographed fight scenes I've seen all year are in this movie mm-hmm. and I'm upset that I didn't get to see them on a big screen.
2: Well, it's not just the fight scenes either. Um Visually, it's know. beautiful.
5: Just some of the establishing shots uh are- Gorgeous.
2: Yes, yeah. there's so there's brilliant. some real, be- and they're all they're all evocative in exactly the way the movie wants them to be. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not just you know painting a frame just to be artistic. There's there's the idea that everything is about story. Everything is you know helping you understand the character mm-hmm. when it's um, you know uh, Naru standing on a precipice and it's shot from you know a mile away you know it seems yeah. like and she's just like a tiny dot on this press it's like that is storytelling that is teaching us about what we're supposed to feel about this character and about yeah. the world that she's in and and what she's up against um so oh. yeah i just i i i'm always <laughs> blown away by how great a storyteller dan is um and and the you know with how he chooses those beats and that that to me is the most yeah. Spectacular thing about this movie is just how well-told the story is. It's just such a well-told story. Mm -hmm.
5: Honestly, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, I would recommend for people who have never seen a Predator movie before. I agree. I I would probably recommend they watch this one first. Because I think this one, even better than the original Arnold Schwarzenegger one, I think this one does a superb job at... Explaining and portraying what the motivations of the Predator is. You mm. see, as this movie progresses, you see the Predator, which I'm assuming is one of, if not the first, like, Yauta to ever land on Earth. Because their technology is way more primitive mm. than what we see in the That was a nice in, touch. Yeah. But you see him working up like what we would consider like the, the food chain, you know? Like, he starts... Mm-hmm. Small, and then he's like learning, like, okay, so if this is the prey of that, what's that prey? Or what's that prey to? What's its mm-hmm. predator? And then, uh, it just keeps moving upwards to, uh, uh I'll just say there's a, a scene with a bear that mm-hmm. is so, <laughs> so good. cool. So, so good. good. There are, I could say that there are probably four or five sequences in this movie that I, that I want to, you know, put my hat on and go, that's my favorite scene of the movie, but then I'll think of another one, and it just—it's too difficult to explain, or I mean, to to choose.
2: Did the bear look a little, little jelly to you guys? I the the a bear little, threw me off. Yeah, a little, a little. little, bit, a little like I try line. not to hold that against movies right now because I know like the yeah. the CG artists are so overworked right now, and there's yeah. Some, my understanding from what I've read and heard is that a lot of the delays we're seeing now have nothing to do with the pandemic anymore. They have mm-hmm. to do with visual effects. That a lot of the delays we're seeing are because the visual back effects catalog. just can't come in on time. Yeah. Because there's such a back catalog. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, tiger was a
5: little bit like...
3: Uh, well, tiger or Lion? Whatever it was. Lion. It, was a, it was a mountain, mountain lion. lion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit yeah.
5: like that. Yeah. Um, okay, i got to talk about performances now. Okay. Uh, Amber Mid-Thunder is great. I loved her Amazing. in Legion. I loved mm-hmm. her in Legion. I love her here. But... Newcomer, first movie ever, Dakota Beavers, who plays the brother.
3: It's great,
4: isn't he?
5: Is this first thing? First thing That's awesome. ever, so compliment. ever. I want him in a Marvel movie, like right now.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, don't do that yeah. to him. <laughs> Give him something worth acting in. Hey. No, uh,
5: I, 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 I'm glad that you know that you get to see people get like their big breaks and stuff like this. But mm-hmm. please, uh, please let don't let this be another uh, instance of somebody like giving a great performance, giving a heartfelt, meaningful, like caring performance that you know, really mm-hmm. uh, resonates with people, and uh, and then they just they never get anything after that. I, I, it makes me think of uh, an apocalypto. Uh, I forget who mm. what his name was, but he was the main guy in Apocalypse. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be huge. And then he never did anything after that, and it's just upsetting. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of the uh, Predator itself? The design? So- oh, no, I'm going to let Aaron talk. <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: This is fine, but I think this 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 will lead lead me into part of maybe why I'm not as exuberant about it as you guys are as much as I loved, like as much as I loved the story and thought the shots were beautiful or whatever, this universe just doesn't interest. Like I'm just not interested Mm. in predators. I, I don't, I don't understand. Like the, there's something inherent to this story. That is an underdog thing that I just never can quite believe. Like, like never, like in any of the predator movies, I'm just like, no, this creature comes to Earth, kills us all then and wins. Like this is not this is this is not an (laughs) underdog story that we win. Like you know, I don't believe anything you're showing me. So, So because of that, I I have to approach these with a with a little bit more suspension of disbelief because I'm more apt to just be like Okay, fine, but but sometimes um, the underdog actually doesn't have a chance, guys.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If it bleeds, we can kill it. Like that is that answers all questions. Like that's 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 it. That's how we win.
5: Yeah, if it bleeds, you can kill
2: it. But that doesn't mean (laughs) that you actually will. Like it doesn't mean that you can. If you've taken a milliliter of blood, you can take seven. Here's the thing: if it bleeds, we can kill it. Is not true. If it bleeds, it can be killed. Yeah, true. that's better, but it's going quite but as it is. Di- but that's different than we yes. can kill it. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> Tell us so Arnold. This is my uh, probably my favorite design of Predator. Like I it was the first one that I've been intimidated by and scared of since the original. Um yeah. loved the big scully helmet thing that mm-hmm. it had. What Andrew said about the the primitive nature of some of its technology. So when I had this thought as soon as it happened. When I saw the three dots appeared, uh, appear, I was like, "Oh no, lasers don't really fit in this story." I'm amazed that they even had the spaceship, and for that to yeah. be physical spikes instead, I was like, "Yeah, that's a nice." That because laser beams and stuff like that doesn't really match the tone of what we're seeing everywhere else. Um, yeah. So I think it was it was a really smart move, the Predator. Predator design was was pretty great.
5: It really was. Uh, I've read almost every single Predator comic book, and I've seen all the movies, obviously. So it, it's inter- it's it's cool seeing this uh, period piece for Predators because the entire purpose of this this society is to go out into the galaxies and find the deadliest prey, and if they can't beat it, then they have to either physically upgrade their bodies or get you know uh, a technological advantage so seeing you know this predator come to earth with what even for us is still future technology but primitive technology for a predator Mm -hmm. and seeing uh you know like oh i can see the uh the spark i guess you could say for the technology we saw in mm. uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Predator. Like the you know, the three laser dots we we assumed it was gonna be the plasma, like Ian said, but it turned out to be the spikes. Mm. Or uh, the gauntlet and what we thought it was gonna be and then what it ended up being or mm. uh, but then of course there's there's a uh, there's tried and true things like the uh the, the two claws, you know, which I, I mean, think all, it's
3: all three things that you mentioned there are bafflingly misused against it by the end of the movie. That was like my big negative was how he misuses his own.
5: Yeah, the, my my negative. If I have a a true negative, as Aaron would say, and not the negative that it wasn't in the theaters. It's the it's the the final confrontation for this was. It, it's weird saying it it didn't feel realistic because this is a movie about an alien coming to Earth and you know fighting a Comanche yeah, tribe and. <laughs> But, but at the same time, I'm like, as I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, it, it just, it's not working for me.
3: Well, this villain is hyper competent apex predator, finally, um, instead of being a misused apex predator, until the end when he's stupid. Like, it, it's, it's that, and it kind of has to be like that, or else there's no way that, she really wins. I
2: don't wins. think, I don't it's think a he's stupid. Too much, it's a little bit, and I think you're about to say this, Andrew, like the other side of it. It's a little bit too much he's stupid than she's smarter. Like, the, like yes. it's supposed to be she's smarter, but it's just a little bit too much he's stupid.
5: Yeah. I think it's not that she's smarter. I think that she's lucky with a lot of the stuff she pulls off. But she's supposed like, to I be think smarter. She's smart. like, the
3: story wants us to think she's smarter than him.
5: Yeah. Well, I think that the movie is supposed to think that, or make us think that not, that she's not smarter than him, is that he, she is smarter than everybody that he has come up against. So maybe he has this preconceived notion of like the, uh, the wit of humanity. You know, like he expects how humanity would fight, but she's different. She's thinking outside the box. And it's her ingenuity and her Ability to uh, not only think outside the box, but, you know, make quick uh, split-second decisions um, that uh, save her. We're not spoiling it. Like, nobody's going (laughs) to, you know, people, this isn't going to be like, oh, I didn't see that coming sort of thing. It's a Predator movie. You know how everything's going to go. Fair point. Fair
2: point. Uh, Any last thoughts? What are your final thoughts on Prey? Uh, Ian, what's your one last thing? um it's
3: probably the most in-depth one last thing that i've ever done and <laughs> i just I, it was one of these thoughts that i had i was like i understand movies and as he was, like <laughs> was getting through the film more and more there were so many times where she mirrored the predator and just like even some of the moves the way she would bounce around the trees and then he would bounce around the trees and just these really subtle things where they were they were almost mirror images of each other and it's it's absolutely deliberate like even some of the some of the establishing shots of them uh, are just really really similarly framed um, i just love that i think it's an amazing touch because she is determined to not be the
2: prey of the movie she is mm-hmm. she is as as good as him um I yeah, I just love it. I love this movie so much. No, it's great, and and honestly, you kind of mentioned where I wanted to go with my one last thing, which is the the title really does indicate what the movie is doing here. Oh, right? It's, so, like, it's
3: a genius turn. It's it, such a good.
2: It really good idea. is a beautiful title, and the, the one of the things I truly love about the character is that you know, in many ways, just as Predator wants us to ask the question, but who really is the predator? This that wants us to ask the question, well, who really is the prey? Because Uh you know, what she's doing is not just self-defense. She's literally going on her journey where she's supposed to hunt something and bring it back to the camp and have her her big. And Mm -hmm. I just think that's really smart. And the fact that it interplays that with uh the the whole all the themes of being underestimated and, you know, those kind of things and the reason the predator you know uh doesn't kill her a couple times is because he doesn't even see her as a threat like all that stuff really plays well together and there's just a lot of you know who's the predator who's the prey kind of kind of stuff here with kind of the added element of um underestimating someone yeah Uh, absolutely yeah it's really really smart in that way what about you andrew you got one last thing
5: yeah, uh, besides no post-credit scene, I will say that a lot of this movie felt like a video game, almost. Like she was leveling up mm-hmm. as the, uh, as the movie progressed, like she was unlocking new skills and like she upgraded her weapon, you know. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like a con, but it's not. I think it, it, for this type of movie, I think that that, that works because it shows character growth in a very visual way. Uh, there's the scene where she is leaving camp, and as she's leaving camp, you see that she is walking against the flow of people. Like, everybody's going one way, and she's, like, going the opposite. And it looks like, you know, she's, like, fighting against uh, not only uh, her... uh, what would be a predetermined path for her, but, like, she's fighting against... Stereotype, she's fighting against, you know, uh, doubt. It, it's just a there's so many v- beautiful visuals in this movie that I absolutely adore. So, yep,
2: yeah. I heard, uh, uh, an interview with Trachtenberg, uh, about how this movie was like, uh, pitched and all that kind of stuff. And it, and it really came down to him saying, when you're doing genre material, when you're doing, uh ip material a lot of times it can feel cheap because it's like you start with the ip or the genre and then you find the story and he said i wanted Mm. to do the opposite i -hmm. wanted the story to be good enough that it didn't need the ip didn't need the genre that the story works before that and you can tell you can just tell that the the story works um so
3: yeah. One of the weaknesses of this movie is that it is a Predator movie, <laughs> because it kind of took me out of it, because it's so, like, authentic and... Like, well, that's what done. I literally like, said. Oh, that. that was that one man? of my first
2: cons was that it's in the predator universe for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. Well, there, we can never be happy. We never, <laughs> never. No, there you go. That is Prey. It is on Hulu. Uh, if you want to check it Disney out Disney Plus and
5: maybe or Disney Plus across the pond or,
2: or Disney Plus <laughs> slash star or whatever it is in some Is doll, this, is
5: well, it. I guess technically in the UK, that would mean this is like one of the first like brutally gory. Well, it, wait, is Deadpool on Disney Plus? And yes. not Okay. Yeah. Well, England? all the, all I don't the Hulu know. stuff
2: is on Disney Plus there. Oh, no, no, you do have a play thing called Star too. That's right.
3: Yeah. We have an attachment called Star, but now they're kind of meshing in. So Prey was literally advertised next to like a high school musical, like
5: series. And I was like, <laughs> you are
2: crossing some streams here, people. <laughs> uh,
5: Prey to Zac Efron. I did. Yeah, see, exactly. Uh,
2: i did see prey is the most watched first week thing ever on hulu tv show movie anything mm-hmm. um put it in the theaters damn you people that's what i'm that's, wondering
3: uh, it needs a theater if release. they do I'll re-release
5: it. it in theaters i will go to see it in theaters even though i've already seen it three times
3: the universe yeah. cannot be so cruel that morbius gets a misunderstood
2: re-release <laughs> and prey doesn't
5: <laughs> The problem is, my, my understanding is the problem is... There's no Morbin timeline. <laughs> yes, mm. no.
2: The The problem is, it's a financial business deal, whereas if they put it in theaters, they have to give Fox a bunch of money.
5: <clears throat> whereas Ugh.
2: if they just throw it on Hulu, they don't. So, uh. I know, I
5: know. <laughs> well, even in the... It, it was interesting, in the title sequence, you know, with the cloud and we see Prey, like the word Prey, like, come mm-hmm. down... You, it actually has like the uh the production companies posted with the title, and if you think about it, you don't ever see that really. Oh, it's normally you just see the like title of friends. the movie, not 20th Century Fox presents mm-hmm. Prey in association with Hulu and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Does it say it was, Fox
2: or does it just say 20th Century Studios? 20th
3: century television I think or whatever it is now yeah Yeah.
5: even though I've seen it through I just remember that is isn't it like it goes probably so
2: quick deliberately yeah well there you go Uh, let's move on but before we do just a big thank you to our Sif Pop members thank you for keeping the show going and supporting us it really means the world to us uh, we had a little bit of a conversation about some of the stuff going on in the business streaming world with all the Warner uh, news that was coming out for our uh, bonus podcast for our SIFT POP members. So if you're interested in checking that out and being a SIFT POP member, go to patreon.com siftpop SIFT POP. And uh, thank you. Thank you for even checking it out. We appreciate it.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices.
2: All right, here we go with the best ever challenge. We're going to take a look at our best ever Brad Pitt movies, uh, because we talked about Bullet Train. We'll go number five to number one. If you have it higher, feel free to trump, trump. it. Uh, so let's do this. Uh, Ian, why don't you kick us off? What is your number five best ever Brad Pitt movie? Mm, my number five is seven. Seven.
4: I'm sure we'll get
2: trumped. Yes, that, that makes no <laughs> sense. You can't put seven at five. Yes, you. you otherwise, you get, Otherwise, you get a Borg. Right? If you put seven of five. Seven I mean, of five. Wow! <laughs> get off! Get off your show. <laughs> How did, how, did I, how did I come up with that and not you?
3: I like, you, can't, I you can't have an of number that is lower than the original number. It doesn't work. That <laughs> would right. mean there would be extra ball right. on the outside fine. of the ship. Fine, fine.
2: <laughs> uh, I will go next. Uh, my number five is 12 Monkeys. Um, I really, really enjoy this movie. Um this is the first time travel movie I went, okay, let's go. I, like, you know, where I wasn't, my brain didn't break because the movie's no, is just like, it believes in a linear idea of time travel. In other words, any, any time travel that has happened always has happened and mm-hmm. there, it doesn't change anything. It always happens. kind has of the been. only
5: one that makes sense as well. <laughs> really? I mean, to our brain. Either brains, that, or for it's sure. the yeah. only one that our brain can, you know, right. process. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: I remember thinking, Oh, I really dig that. Plus it's weird. It's different. Like it's a very different kind of movie. Um, so slimy. The, the Brad Pitt performance in it is one of his, you know, most Mm -hmm. wild performances. And I really dig it. So yeah, 12 Monkeys is, is one of my faves. Yeah. Um, so that is my number five. Uh, Andrew, what do you got at number five?
5: I'm going to go with Snatch. We talked about it earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, uh, this is probably my favorite, uh, Guy Ritchie movie. I think it's perfect. Uh, we were talking earlier about like a perfect casting and stuff like that. Uh, and I think that this is a perfectly cast movie. Everybody is just absolutely amazing in the roles that they are set for. And I, Think that more people need to see this movie. The story, I love this spider web. How everybody's stories are intertwined. It's it's a great movie. It's very, nice. very funny too.
2: Snatch in mm-hmm. at number five for Andrew. That brings us to our number fours. Ian, what do you got at number four?
3: I feel like this is on every single best ever list that I ever do. It's Burn <laughs> after reading, and it just—I it, think it's been on three of
2: my like, my last four or something. I've been um, on the show four times, and it's been on my list every time. Yes, I've been I on the show it. five movie. times, and it's been on seven. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> exactly.
3: I, yes, I yeah no, I love this movie, and it's one of the—it's the first Brad Pitt, the first Brad Pitt performance that I watched and thought he's doing something other than being Brad Pitt. Like, he's being a complete, mm-hmm. like, goofball in this film and just a zonky half brain gym instructor that just tries to floof his way through the movie. Um, and just, yeah, it's really, really interesting. I was used to the Ocean's Eleven style of Brad Pitt. Um, but overall, this movie is just, it's so good. It's so good. I don't know what we learn from it at the end, but <laughs> we just learn not to do it again, I guess.
5: I got a I got a question for you. Um I'm looking at my list here of movies and honorable mentions and uh, uh, Ian said something that I think we need to talk about just real quick. Uh he's not being Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. You know. If he th- I'm looking at my list and every single one of these roles that he's in, I think that he's a well-defined character. Like he he's not just a uh, a handsome face, you know. He's uh, he's a remarkably handsome face that has talent, and he mm. can he can pull off different roles. Like every single one on my list here is different is a completely different character than the other one. You know, it's interesting. We've had this
2: conversation before about this thing we want from actors to like do a transformative performance, right? And I think I specifically have talked even recently about how I think that's a little bit unfair because Mm -hmm. acting isn't necessarily about transforming. Mm -hmm. It's about portraying, right? So there's this thing that gets said about certain actors like, I'm going to say, Bruce Willis or... Uh, even, um, you know, uh, to, uh, Kevin Costner is probably a great example, right? That mm. it's just like, uh, Kevin Costner is Kev- Kevin Costner and everything is single thing he does is it's said like a negative. But the thing about Kevin Costner is he's really fun to watch. He's really charismatic. Yeah. Like that's okay. <laughs> <great. laughs>
5: you know, like it, it's, it comes down to believability. Correct. Do you believe authenticity the authenticity and
2: believability mm. of the performance. Now there are different types of actors. There are definitely, um, you know, character actors who can Absolutely transformed. Da-
5: not everybody can be a Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, Daniel mm-hmm. Day
2: Lewis, Meryl Streep, Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman. You know, there there are these. Jared <laughs> 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 there are these transformative actors <laughs> that really do become another person. Uh, to steal a line from Master of Disguise, uh, but but for most actors, it really is just kind of putting a spin on your own personality, and I think that's okay. And mm-hmm. so, while I kind of agree with both of you, because Brad Pitt really does have that same kind of character quality to most Mm -hmm. of his roles, but he's still putting a little dial spin on it to, you know, for most of them to do something a little bit different, but I get what you're saying because he really turns that dial quite a bit here, Mm -hmm. um, you know, towards the goofball energy and and that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 definitely.
5: You're not going to get any flack from me for putting burn after reading on no burn after reading. Adore this movie. So
2: good. Uh, on to my number four, which is mm, a recent movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my number four uh, mm, Brad nice. Pitt movie. Um, this movie's great. This movie's it's just, just yeah. stunning. I still need to find seven hours to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had time to have it a chance.
3: Yeah.
5: Well,
2: uh, well, find I, five I, hours and then watch all seven hours. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, five yeah, hours. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just
5: recently rewatched this movie and I've seen it a, a couple times now. And while my negatives on the movie still stand, that I think it is too long and that parts can be cut. My love for it is increasing. Yeah. And I'm really, really starting to enjoy it. Like, the payoff at the end of this movie is so satisfying. and so so, good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I just, and it's the most, to me, it's the most clear of his kind of revisionist history movies. Yeah. Where he likes to take something and then, you know, basically, he basically is turning movies into a time machine. Because they are, and I love this idea. And he's like, "Well, if I'm in a time machine, let's change some stuff." You know yeah. what I mean? And it's it's yeah. like it's a really interesting way to process that. Um, I'm kill Hitler, <laughs> right? That, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yes. Uh, so
5: hold your horses. We'll get there. We'll get there. Calm down.
2: So, so I love. I think this is the clearest example of the joy of that idea. You mm-hmm. know, um yes, there's some Tarantino brutality in it. Yes, that's here, but there's so much joy in this movie that I don't see in a lot of his movies. And just a, a, like a love of life uh, overall that seems really interesting to me that I don't know that I've I've seen necessarily in the others. So, yeah, I really dig once upon a time in Hollywood. Well,
5: well, also that's this...
3: bumped it up my list. I have to get yeah.
2: it. Well,
5: on. also the era that this takes place in just screams Tarantino. Sure. So, yeah. 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 yeah, definitely. Uh all right, uh, number you're number four. four, Andrew. Seven. There you go. What a happy, happy, <laughs> delightful movie. <laughs> it was in my honorable mentions.
2: Talk about loving yeah. life.
5: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like Christmas. What's in the box?
2: <laughs>
4: no. Oh, no. No, No, no it's not. No.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, the movie is horrifying. It's vulgar. It's, it's grotesque. But you can't take your eyes off of it. Yeah. It's it's captivating. Uh, Fincher is a genius.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um all right, on to our number threes. Kick us off Ian. What do you got at number three? Inglorious Bar Stewards.
3: Um yeah, speaking of revisionist history and um Tarantino and stuff. Yeah, I love this movie. I love Brad Pitt. In Did it. you say
2: Inglorious Bar Stewards? Yes, bar Stewards. <laughs> this is, this yeah, is what. That's
5: what. That, that's why. I, that's why I didn't trumpet uh, Inglorious, because I do, I've never heard of Inglorious bar stewards. <laughs>
3: so. That is what my parents would say when they would get cut off in traffic. You're like, you bar
5: steward. <laughs> oh, nice. I like, like whenever you were a kid and they had to like change exactly. curse words. Right. Oh, yeah. my parents, My parents didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> So you're trumping I, it, Andrew are you you trumping? got trumping Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll trump, trump right. bar
2: stewards. I wondered yeah. if you might. Uh my number three. Uh this is where I have Fight Club, uh, which I thought might get trumped. At number three. Oh,
5: son, you best believe that's getting trumped.
2: Okay, that's what I figured. Uh yeah. Andrew, what's your number three? True romance. Ooh. I need to watch this again. It has been way too long since I've watched this movie. I know. I just got Everybody... the 4K version and I haven't put it in yet. So, so really?
3: when I come to visit, because I've never yeah. watched it. Yeah, all right, yeah, we'll do it. do it.
2: We'll do it. We'll yeah. do like a uh, yeah. We'll do some Tarantino fun. Although yeah, technically, when are you back? technically, True Romance he didn't direct, but he was he, yeah. He wrote, uh, didn't... Quentin
5: Tarantino he wrote... wrote it. It was a yeah. uh, Tony Scott that directed. Yes, it. correct. Yeah. Yeah, I'm back on the
3: 9th of August. So that will
5: wait. No, that's not right. of <laughs> <Night laughs> September. <laughs> well, that I is my flight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll be just in time for my 36th. We'll Heck have to go yes. out. Yes, let's do it. Um. Yeah, uh, the interesting thing about True Romance, besides the fact that everybody and their mother who was ever famous is in this movie, is the fact that you have everybody and their mother who was ever famous in a movie, and they don't try and fight for, you know, like to be the biggest name on the screen. They mm-hmm. all They all know their role and they all try to serve the greater purpose of the movie and it's it's a wild fun movie
2: yeah yeah like i said i need to watch it again my recollection i watched it at a time where i wasn't watching a lot of violent cursey movies like they just weren't you know high on my radar and so i remember uh being put off by a lot of it but thinking it was it was really entertaining it's, um, it's, but,
5: it's funny because I almost didn't put this movie on my list cuz I forgot Brad Pitt is in it. He's <laughs> he's the stoned guy who's asleep on the couch. Yeah. That's yeah. his role. Have a line? I think that's he has amazing. like a I think he says like two lines like somebody asks, "Do you know where they are?" and he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> nice. <laughs> but that's about it. That's awesome.
2: Uh all right, on to our number 2. Yes. And what do you got at number 2? Ocean's 11.
5: Me too. Yay! Nice. Oh wow. I swear I thought this would have been Aaron's number one. Okay. okay. Yeah. No. Nope. Preach yeah,
3: Love this movie. Love, 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 love this movie. Um I even like twelve and thirteen. I think they're perfectly fine. But this was just I remember like when I first watched it, I was like, oh shoot, this is the coolest movie I've ever seen. Like everyone in this movie is so cool. And it is just yeah. effortlessly cool. It's fun. The score I just always remember like we moan about films doing like the heist plan as it happens and the narration describing it. But along with the music and just how slick the movie is all together, it's so fun. And that, that cast is just absolutely perfect. Like that cast plays off each other. So, so, so well, I think that's what keeps me invested in the next movies is just still watching them hang out together and have shenanigans.
4: It's incredible. Number two as well.
2: Yeah. It's an incredible team up movie. Um, you know, putting the band together, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it does that thing that's so important in those movies, where it gives you just enough information to be invested in what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but saves uh, plenty enough that it's entertaining while it's happening, too. You know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. it gives, like Soderbergh's really good at that. Actually, that kind of puzzle making, where you get to the end and you're like, oh, this is so satisfying because yes. all the things I knew are happening, but also there's some new stuff that's happening that I didn't know was going to happen. That's mm-hmm. amazing. That's that's kind that kind you of a was in the background that all you- along. Yeah. yeah.
5: That you don't realize was happening in the background mm-hmm. while you were focusing on one thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's it's
2: it's a beautiful movie. Um, and yeah, I dig it. Uh, and I think uh Pitt and Clooney are so good together, and there's just so much fun with those two on screen. So those guys,
5: those guys just ooze charisma. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
3: I still don't know why. If you really want to catch Ocean and his team, you just hang out at the fountain at the Bellagio. <laughs> right. wait for oh, it to
2: finish. Yeah, yeah. They're just They're just always
3: like, there, staring. It's like, always where they congregate. <laughs> There yeah. less
2: than two days ago. Uh, there he was. That that place That's is right. that is one of those places. Have either of you been there? Yes. Ever been to Vegas? Okay, so the, you can attest to this, Ian. But when you see those fountains, it is what like one of the many things you see in person where you go, "Oh, pictures and video don't capture this." Oh no, like, no, no, it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. Not at you all. cannot capture the scope of those fountains. They're huge They're in pictures. As, they go higher than any of the buildings. They are four hundred and fifty feet. Those fountains go into the air. Like Wait, what? It's, it's ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. Um. And it's it's all choreographed to music. It's really amazing. I oh, high gosh. high high recommend if you go to Vegas and you don't sit there one night and just watch a couple shows because mm-hmm. they do like different songs. They'll you know mm-hmm. goes through like a playlist. Um. Yeah. It's it's pretty pretty impressive stuff. But um. But yes, yeah, so is Ocean's Eleven because that's what we're watching.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right, uh,
2: your number two,
5: Andrew. This is where I have uh Inglorious Bar Stewards. Ah, so, very nice. Yeah. Uh probably I think this is my favorite Tarantino movie. Oh. Uh it, it it's it everything that I love about Tarantino is in this movie and all the stuff that I kind of like kind of cringe over for Tarantino, but not really, isn't in this movie. Also, is it a linear story? I'm pretty Nicely. sure this is a linear story. Yeah,
2: Fair, yeah fairly so. Yeah,
5: yeah. So, yeah, that he's stretching his own abilities. <laughs> like, wait, I can tell a story from beginning to end, and like, in the span of the same time. Wait, this, this is weird.
3: Wait, what? No, I can't do yeah.
5: that. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely love it. Revisionist history. Uh, I think this is the first time I s- uh, he did it. He did that revisionist history thing um christoph waltz is one of the best oh, villains so good ever like ever 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 mm-hmm. just The yeah. way yeah. he
3: eats that dessert it's just that yeah. scene goes on for so long it's so Wait great
5: for the
2: cream yes. <laughs> uh so, yeah. and you had it at uh number four four uh, number three yeah number mm-hmm.
3: three um okay one two three I do have five on my list. <laughs> I'm about to run out of films. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's great. I'm a sucker for war movies. Um, if you can do a war movie originally, um, that's even better because it's kind of recycling a lot of stuff. Um, love it. And I specifically love Brad Pitt in this film as well. Just that over the top accent that he does is so great. Like we're going to kill us some Nazis. It's just so, so great. I love him in it. Yeah
2: yeah uh that is the goriest bar stewards uh the yes, goriest yes. bar stewards uh <laughs> in at uh number three and number two all right on to our Speaking number one bars
5: though that bar scene is one of the greatest uh, scenes in film history mm-hmm. you're not wrong you're uh-huh. not wrong also has
2: one of the greatest opening scenes in film history too um yeah. oh yeah it's a yeah. that, that opening
5: scene is just as tense as the uh the most you ever lost on a coin toss from No Country mm-hmm, For Old Man. Those sure. are like two share. Like, oh, yeah. I can't breathe right now. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, number ones, Ian, what do you got? Number one Brad Pitt movie. Uh, the Big Short. Um,
3: Probably some recency bias because I only saw it a couple of months ago for the first time. Um, I love this movie. I hate this movie. I love owning a house. I hate owning a house. <laughs> I love capitalism. I hate capitalism. <laughs> but I love Brad Pitt. And he is... I get this is one of those unique roles where he's so subdued, um, just a fascinating character that is, uh, I'm sure, an exaggerated caricature of a real person. But yeah, this movie is horrifying. It's
2: great, and it has Margot Robbie in a bathtub. <laughs> it does. It is that movie. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I guess round to my number one. Uh yep. I have Moneyball at number one. Um, I need to wow. watch this. Yeah. <sighs> do you like sports this is uh this is a movie that just surprised me by how intensely like underdog story it is and yet somehow it is also not really about that somehow it is more about uh purpose and passion and dreams adapting and adapting. Yes. Um but this movie sings for two main reasons. One of the Maron Sorkin screenplay, the dude knows how to write just incredible dialogue. <laughs> uh in the second, I think is Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt uh together. I think their relationship in this movie is just fire to watch. It's just so fun to watch how he brings uh, that speaking of, you know, uh boardroom scenes. That boardroom scene, that first boardroom scene with uh, Jonah Hill. Oh, uh, he keeps
5: pointing at him. Yes, when he keeps pointing at <laughs> him. I point at, at him,
2: you. You talk. It's <laughs> just classic stuff. Um. So yeah, Moneyball is. Uh. I've watched it this year, within the last couple months, and it just it's better every time. It's better every single time I watch it. It's just so well, good.
5: Hold on a tick here. I, I I may just be just now coming to this, but I have to make sure I'm not crazy. So was uh. Uh, Joey King who was in Bullet Train Uh is that his daughter in Moneyball?
2: Oh, interesting, is it? Uh,
5: Because I think it might be
2: I wouldn't have put that together if it is um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if you're right Um, so, Uh, yeah somebody will let us know
5: (laughs) people nope but she looks just (laughs) like her, I'll tell you that yeah yeah. Karis Dorsey and Joey King look exactly the same. Exactly the same,
2: Com- yeah, complete team. doppelgangers. Yep. Uh, Andrew, what is your number one?
5: Fart club.
2: Yeah, my number three. Your number one. Fart club. Uh, fart club. You know, <laughs> I don't know which I would, which I would least rather be in a fart <laughs> club or a fight club. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> You
3: either
5: fart club, absolutely, I can win fart club. You either know. die from die from <laughs> contusions and blunt force trauma, or uh-huh. methane poisoning. Yeah, you if you haven't
3: seen my my me passing wind, that can also <laughs> cause blunt force
2: trauma. <laughs> so, the one rule of fart club is silent but deadly. We don't talk yes. about fart club. You it's know. perfect.
5: <laughs> so we don't talk about fart club now. uh Ian, hello. You just recently saw this, didn't you?
3: Yeah, so my first time watching this was last year. So I, I had it spoiled. I knew exactly what the, the big thing mm-hmm. was about the movie. Um, they're all ghosts. Um, yeah. <laughs> But it didn't really spoil my enjoyment. Like, it's still... I was expecting to go in just brainless and, hey, it's people fighting each other and there's a twist at the end. But it's said a lot more than I was expecting it to say. Um and I really enjoyed it. I had a really good time.
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah, that's the main thing I wanted to to mention is the fact that this while it, there is, you know, just brutality and fighting and action that's such a small part of this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is kind of one of those
2: do you like this movie for the right reasons? Movies uh-huh. it's like in the it's in the Hall of Fame of Do you like this yeah. movie for the right reasons? <laughs> Just explain to me
3: what messages you took away. Oh,
2: people right. punch each other. Oh, you you didn't get it. Yeah. 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 Anarchy rules. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Nope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tyler Durden's amazing. Okay. People right. keep
5: asking me if I know yeah. Tyler Durden.
2: Now tell me your feelings on the Joker. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey come on that's not on i like the no joker. i just mean listen no you can like the joker i'm just saying it is another one of those tell me why you like this movie oh, again yeah, kind of is, movies yeah. you know misunderstood
3: yeah. they're great like that's not Nope, that's not the message
2: uh yeah talk about fight club andrew <laughs>
5: um yeah uh it's a one of the most perfectly shot movies i've ever seen mm. the way he uh splices in single frames and mentions, you know, splicing in single frames where you see Brad Pitt and stuff like that. And the slow descent into madness that we see Edward Norton go through and the way that Fincher captures that on screen and makes a visual, visualization of it. It's, it's stunning. You know, it's, it's a stunning uh, look into the mind of, of, uh, a. uh, I almost said a crazy mind, but that's not really fair. A uh, a disturbed mind and what that might look like. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It is. Uh, I came to it pretty late, but I didn't know the twist, and it it got me good. Like mm-hmm. I didn't. I came to this movie not realizing it had a twist. That's how clueless oh, I wow. was. Um, yeah. and that is the best way to come to of a course. movie with a twist. Yes. That is the that is always the best way to come to a movie with a twist. Um, yes. Uh, especially a big one, and it nailed me, and I was like, okay, watching it again now. Uh-huh, <laughs>
4: immediately.
5: I will yeah, 99 ed- was such a good year for movies. Yeah. yeah you this, The Matrix, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, you're, yeah. you're not wrong.
3: I'll always be tortured by not knowing. So when I watched the movie, I knew the twist, I knew what the twist was. And I caught the frame where the reflection is Brad Pitt and not Edward Norton, and I would mm. always be tortured by: Would I have spotted it had <laughs> I not known? And I don't. And what I don't would it have think, meant to you? And even? what would it have meant to me? But right, I just yeah. dismissed it. But there's yeah. a little bit of me that's just like, I'd have figured
5: it out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And that's really all twist movies are about, is who can yes. figure it out the fastest. Yes, exactly. That's, that's all it's about. And yeah.
5: then whenever your friends bring it up, you get to go, oh, I figured it out so much earlier than you. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's why the village sucks.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, honorable mentions. Who wants to start us off? What are some of the Brad Pitt movies you want to make sure get? There's, I mean, obviously a lot.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I will let you guys go first, and then I will just pick up the scraps.
3: Okay um interview oh you've all mentioned mine actually interview the vampire the vampire is the only other one um it took me a long time to come around on that movie didn't like it the first time second time liked it a bit more um yeah i just wish it wasn't so
5: damn long <laughs> i'm just getting old and crunchy, yeah it's, i think it's, it's a, a slow burn it it's a really slow burn yeah
2: yeah yeah it is um that wasn't on my list i i pulled for me the four movies well uh, first i'll just mention the lost city which is really recent but i think i think is re- a really fun movie uh mm-hmm. that he is in so i think that's worth an honorable mention but uh yeah. <laughs> it's like listen it's like they were sharing city. cameos he know he is uh he he's a character in that movie that's not even a cameo um so there are four movies I think that Brad Pitt has been in that are severely underrated. So those are the four I put uh, here for the honorable mentions. Uh, yep. One is Fury, um, yes. which is uh, just an astonishing movie um, and well worth a watch. Uh, Megamind, the animated film, I think is really, really good um, and maybe not quite so underrated anymore. I know it's kind of picked up a lot of love over the years, um, but Megamind is a lot of fun. World War Z. Is is much better, mm. I think, than uh, people is. give it credit for. It's yeah. a it's yeah. a really tense, but it's action. not the book Aaron. it's not the book. <laughs> well, I don't know the book. I don't read. Uh, and then the <laughs> other one, the other one is Ad Astra, uh, which I've talked about <coughs> for, for oh, Ad sorry. Astra. <laughs> Regurgitate, uh, on this show before. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that one's severely underrated as well. So those are, those are my mm-hmm. honorable mentions. Nice.
5: Uh, what do you got, Andrew? What else? Um, I want to mention, uh, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, Very one good. of the longest yeah. titles in movie history. It's a slow movie, but man, is it, vi- it's a visual masterpiece. The way that, you know, they, I think it, it either won or was nominated for cinematography that year because it's just a beautifully shot movie. Mm-hmm. The score, it's a it's a wonderful wonderfully told story. Casey Affleck and Brad Pitt give great performances. Um, Twelve Years a Slave, a very powerful movie, but uh, uh Brad Pitt White Savior at the very end there. Thank you for coming. What an Oscar
2: for that movie! I think for producing, right?
5: You did. Yeah, you did indeed. Yep. Indeed. Uh, Troy, this is a good movie. Is it? It's a really good movie. I don't remember it don't being remember all that good. It being good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You guys need do do yourselves a favor and rewatch it. And if you still don't like it, let me know. Okay. But I just recently watched it within the last couple months, and the uh the the dynamic in the the dichotomy between him and Hector, who is Eric Bana's character, and their philosophies and their morals and stuff. I found it to be a very, very compelling story. Um, Babel, Babel, I like this movie a lot. I think that you know, the story of a world with many languages, while it's beautiful, can also lead to confusion, uh, cruelty, and uh, hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I like this movie. It's a very long movie, but I like it. Uh, the CG, uh, the de aging they did on Brad Pitt was stellar at, oh. for the time.
2: I watched it backwards. I didn't quite understand uh what the fuss yeah. was about. So yeah,
5: <laughs> big song. It was weird. Everybody else got younger besides him.
3: Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh It's like well, it's
5: like they it's like a train. Uh, you know, collided with something and then it forced him to go backwards. Accidentally what if
3: this yeah. is the prequel to Benjamin Button? This is what caused him to Benjamin This is Button what caused himself? him to
5: go
2: backwards. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So, uh, I picked underrated movies for my
5: honorable mentions. Andrew picked bad ones. Uh, so we'll move into. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Aaron Dicer thinks 12 years a slave is a bad movie. I do not.
2: It was just those last three. I was just, I'm just joshing you. Uh, Man. all right. Let's move into the buried treasure. What is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? Ian, you're our guest. So you will go last. Um, I guess I'll kick us off. Uh, do it. I want to talk about the rehearsal. On uh, HBO Max.
3: Mm, I'm hearing some so, good stuff.
2: This is, this is Nathan Fielder. How familiar are you two with uh, the Nathan Fielder thing and kind of what not. he does? Okay, Andrew, are you familiar with like a Nathan for you, Nathan Fielder, the comedian, any of that mm, stuff? Nope. All right, so let me kind of, kind of lay a little uh, background for you. There's four seasons of a show that is also really fun to watch called Nathan for you. And during these four seasons, Nathan uses his quote-unquote business expertise to tell people how to improve their businesses. Now, the gimmick here is that this is satire, even though the people in the episodes... Don't know that it's satire. These oh, are actual no. people from actual businesses. Can and he, it all, and, and um, many of them believe what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's wild. The things that they will agree to. I should probably just give you a few examples. Um, so you kind of understand what's going on here. For instance, in one episode, uh, he goes to a, Uh, moving company and says you know what is your biggest expense and is paying our employees to do the moving and he says okay here's the idea your employees get you know a lot of great exercise moving stuff we're going to sell this as a health fitness fitness craze we're going to get people to do the moving for you and pay us uh to because they'll be losing weight or whatever and they love that it's, it's hard to explain how he makes this work. It's partly his personality. It's partly the sincerity of his delivery. Um, but every episode you just kind of go, is Nathan Fielder a genius or the biggest jerk to ever walk the earth? Like, you know, like it's kind of <laughs> that kind of. Body. And maybe both. <laughs> uh, so I highly recommend Nathan for you. There are four seasons on, I think both Hulu and HBO. Max is it right cringy
5: now. humor? Cause.
2: It can't uh oh man, it's I think maybe, by definition it has to be a little I bit I think I think possibly, but I don't think that's the point because it's it's very clearly uh you know, there there is part of it that feels a little bit bore at in that, you know, the people maybe don't know that they're part of the joke, right? Yeah. Like so there is that aspect to it, but it's so clearly about capitalism and those kind of things and in, in satirizing crazy, weird, you know, business ideas that I think that becomes the true butt of the joke. Um, But yeah, I think there's some cringe there. So if that's, you know, not appealing to you, which it usually isn't for me, but I just, I find it so fascinating. I guess I'll give you a couple more examples. I'm not talking about Nathan For You. We will get to the rehearsal here in a second, <laughs> but I have to tell you, Nathan For You went, has gone viral more than once. Uh The first time they staged a rescue of a... um some sort of uh, goat, I think a baby goat by a pig. So the the idea was there was this there was this zoo that wasn't getting a lot of attention. He's like, if you have uh, a superstar at your zoo, people will want to come see your superstar. So they completely staged this video of a baby goat flailing in the water. They put up like these clear plastic um, barriers for the, so the pig had to swim a certain way towards the goat. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the pig is kind of nudging the goat to the shore. If you look up this video on YouTube right now, mm-hmm. it has hundreds of millions of views oh, that happened before this episode aired. This literally went viral. Like that's kind of the crazy part about this. There are these wild ideas that he's doing? Is that they are real? That they yeah. actually work sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um. So the other, the other amazing one. Uh, listen, I'm just gonna talk about this all day. The <laughs> other amazing one that went viral that just came to my mind is the stupid, the dumb Starbucks. So he literally made a store. That was everything Starbucks, like the logo looked exactly like Starbucks, the colors, the employees outfits, everything down to the detail, except it was called dumb Starbucks and it was protected because it was a parody. So Starbucks oh, couldn't, <laughs> Starbucks couldn't come after. He like worked with a lawyer. To you know, figure out how do we make sure that this is parody? He's like, well, you need to establish yourself as a parody artist. So for several months, <laughs> he would go and do parody songs at like a local karaoke. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and so and so, dumb Starbucks like led the worldwide news for like two weeks. Um, it was just like, and again, before this episode ever came out. That's so it's amazing. like, it's wild stuff like that. So this is next level. Nathan fielder this is the next project it's called the rehearsal it's about four episodes in this is a show where the conceit is the idea that he's going to help people prepare for a big moment in their life that they don't feel prepared for so he's going to down to the detail stage a rehearsal of this event so like for instance the first one is this guy who wants to apologize for a lie that he's told to his bar trivia teammate for years that he has a master's degree which he doesn't have or whatever Mm -hmm. they build the bar down to the biggest detail in a soundstage and they literally hire actors that look exactly like the people that he's going to be you know talking to or whatever and then they just practice and they rehearse or whatever and Mm -hmm. this is in my opinion a satire about um how you, there are just things that you cannot rehearse for. Like they're just, yeah. you know, and what happens over the course of the first four episodes is already mind blowing. It's interconnected. There's storylines that are happening. Like this is one of the most genius shows i've ever seen in my life it's called the rehearsal and it's on this. it's on hbo max so you have um, sold me on
5: it is uh the nathan for you also on hbo
2: yes and hulu uh, i believe nathan for you is actually on both hulu and hbo max uh all four seasons so wow so yeah nathan for you episodes are like 20 minutes long And there's like, you know, 10 of them per season. So you can get through those pretty quickly. The rehearsal Mm -hmm. um, are a little bit longer, but there's only four of them so far. Um, So, but yeah, so that is on HBO Max and man, it's, it's fun stuff. Mm. It's really, it's it's really interesting stuff. So, so yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to it. Um, Andrew, what about you? What's your buried treasure?
5: Well, you guys know, I don't listen to music like rarely at all. Like uh, that, that area of pop culture has always escaped me. Like I just the songs I listened to as a kid, they're fine, and I just listen to them still. Uh, but every now well, and then I get the go round and <laughs> round <and> round. see <laughs> Ian and I, the- Ian and I were were yeah, the same. We got it, yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, my buried treasure is post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> because buried, buried deep. Yeah, very very deep. Uh, uh, a little indie artist. I hope that you know good things happen <laughs> for him. But uh, I I listened to him and uh, I, and I didn't know he was the guy who did the uh, that Spider Man into the Spider Verse song, mm-hmm. um, mm. which I only heard during the movie. Uh, but uh, I went on a a binge, I guess you could say, of his songs, and I couldn't find a bad one. I mean, the guy is really really talented. It's a unique voice. Uh, It's a very pleasant, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I did have kind of this preconceived notion whenever I saw pictures of him, I I assumed it was going to be, you know, mumble rap or something like that. But no, the guy is a genuinely talented artist, and I uh, apologize to you, Post Malone, for having that preconceived (laughs) notion of what your music would be like.
2: He's a big fan of the show. My yeah. my my wife uh, was trying to figure out who Post Malone was, and she just kept saying, "You know the the tattooed white rapper guy that the older women love." <laughs> I'm <just> like, what, <laughs> Wait, is, what? What? What is this? I had, what? <laughs> Apparently, That's... he's really popular with middle aged women. Um, so yeah, that, that was interesting to me. So. Um How Well, you know me, I am a middle-aged woman, so... And, you know, uh I definitely it feel all like a, sense. Uh, a middle-aged woman sometimes. Uh Ian, what is your buried treasure?
3: Oh, it's Justin Bieber. I'm just looting they it. Right, okay. So mine isn't technically a buried treasure. It's a buried audience. So this is specifically for a subset of an audience of a TV show that I think has buried themselves. So my buried treasure is The Walking Dead... <laughs> okay but specifically season 10 and 11 so i think i represent a subset of fans of this show that was there like from the beginning absolutely loved it wobbled a bit when the negan stuff got a bit too juicy juicy thank you (laughs) that's when i left still stuck with it after that and then trailed off like season eight and nine in particular trailed off lost me completely lost its way for me season 10 and 11 i've fantastic i absolutely adore 11 isn't isn't finished yet but it will be and i wonder if it's because they know the end is in sight they know they're wrapping up the pacing is so much better i care about the arguments that they're having for once um the new characters that are introduced are really entertaining to watch um i just like where the story seems to be heading and what they what they pull off um where negan's arc ends up is masterful like it is so well handled considering where he started and where he (laughs) came from they've done things with him that i didn't think were possible um i thought he should have i thought he should have quit when he was ahead (sighs) but um yeah i just I, i am absolutely positive there's a lot of people like me that departed the show and will now there's been a gap of time between it as well Come back to it, and
2: I think you'll enjoy 10 and 11. Oh, I definitely have. That's really interesting. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be me. I'm not going to lie. No, worry. no chance. Like, I don't feel like there's a chance that I ever go back to The Walking Dead. And, I thought the same, and I just I know. I, 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 I'm going to do it. I. The show, there was the one-two uh, one, punch, uh, so to speak, of the Negan, you know, brutality just being like, I don't know the show just embracing it in a really oh, weird way that. and and just like why am I watching a show every week that just makes me feel terrible Yeah uh it was that combined with fear the walking dead starting mm-hmm. and realizing that they they like, the the thing that I thought I wanted, which was like a deeper look at this universe, like what actually happened when it started in yeah. the beginning kind of,
5: of the epidemic. <laughs>
2: yeah. What happened in the beginning And the show was so e- even the fear of the Walking Dead show was so not interested it in that. Left.
3: It moved on so quick. So, I, it, I was so this was quickly. it was so quickly. It was
2: so quickly. Just another Walking Dead. I was like, oh, the, the people on the show don't actually care about the same things. I care about seeing in this world. And so I was just like, I don't, I'm not really that interesting. Yeah. Add to that the fact that I never felt like there was any chance of any kind of like, um, here's what the future looks like, you know, kind of thing. Here's, you know, where humanity finds itself. There
3: is. Um, now. There, is there there is. In this <laughs> I look, there is. I'm, I'm really happy with where it's going. Um, okay. and it's the completionist in me. I knew one day there wasn't a chance I wasn't going to watch every episode of The Walking Dead. Having stuck with it for nine seasons, I'm going to watch ten and eleven at some point. So I just yeah. I pulled the trigger, as it were, and and loaded it I'll on my spark base. I'll spark note it. Find yeah. out how it turns out. <laughs> no, that's the world. You just die in ignorance. Like, don't do that.
2: Don't read. Reading's terrible. <laughs> don't do that. Uh well, there you go. I will take that. Uh I will take that to heart. Um, but I don't know if I can go especially when there's so many other things I want to watch. Um but I'll put I'll put it in the pile this of one
3: will be always unfinished, Aaron. Always
2: <laughs> unfinished.
3: I
5: can live with that. I can watch it.
2: I know
3: you can, but he can't.
2: (laughs) No, he knows me too well. He knows me too well. Uh, that is The Walking Dead. Still on AMC, I'm assuming? Um... Uh, I don't know in America, but it's on Disney (laughs) Plus. Yes, it is still on AMC. I'm not kidding. It is on Disney Plus that's amazing uh and then post malone you can find uh wherever you listen to your music and the rehearsal is on hbo max well we did it guys Woo! we did a podcast and you yeah, wouldn't we, know by listening to this but it was quite an adventure uh yeah <laughs> a
5: week spanning because phil is that good nobody even noticed nobody even knows this is technically the longest episode <laughs> yes. in the history of Sip pop it's literally cast. a 24 No, 26 If if you want to count
2: the original proposed record dates, it's (laughs) actually five days long. It's (laughs) a five-day-long
4: podcast.
2: Yeah. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us today for the 5-Day Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Uh, You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks, Andrew, for hanging out again today.
5: Aaron, this is as far as we podcast. No further.
2: (laughs) No further. Uh, Huge thanks to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. Thanks, Phil. Thank you. Uh, Seriously, thank you, Phil. (laughs) And thank you to Ian Whittington for joining us today. Don't kill me Uh, just because I bleed. uh, Ian, where Um, do you want to send people this time?
3: uh exclusively to captain's pod because we're doing fun things like we are interviewing people in the star trek universe so i think the episode that comes out after this episode that you're listening to of sith pop will be in um interviewing the uh lead writer for star trek prodigy um and uh, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be cool. He has secrets. He knows things about Captain Janeway, so <laughs> come and find the secrets.
2: Very nice. Uh, well, yeah, you can check uh, Captain's Pod. Just by searching for it in your podcast player. Um, you can indeed. No. So, And you should be able to find it there. Uh, thank you to our Sift Pop members as well. Uh, support starts at 3 bucks a month. You can check out all the different levels. Uh, bonus podcasts, all sorts of fun stuff. You can get there. That's patreon.com slash siftpop. Lots of ways to connect with the podcast. You can leave a comment, a rating, or a review at Apple Podcasts. Or you can email us at feedback at siftpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie loving friends will probably like the show too, so let them know about it and that listening is much easier than remembering to pack an extra dose of anti venom. We will be back next week with probably Bodies, 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 uh, and maybe some uh, other stuff. I'm not here. (laughs) I saw saw the trailer for that and it looks
3: terrible. I dislike everything about this movie. I'm so glad I don't watch trailers.
2: Grumble. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> grumble, satire, grumble, grumble. 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 Uh, yeah, Vengeance, Bodies, 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 13. Li- There's a lot of interesting movies that are kind of dropping here. And we will be talking about them over the next few weeks because we're also kind of in that place where there aren't any big releases. So um, yeah, there's
5: keep... a, there's always a lull right that transition between July and August, or maybe mm. the beginning of August, where nothing's coming out.
2: Yeah, but we've got some stuff to catch up on and a few things in the future. So we'll keep you updated on that as we know. But uh, thanks for listening.
5: Bye. Bye. Bye.